You're listening to episode 120 of the Fitness Empowerment Podcast, and today we are discussing whether or not your caffeine tolerance is out of whack and if you are wasting the benefits of your caffeine intake. Welcome to or welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Phillips, and my goal is to empower you to take that next step on your health and fitness journey. As a fitness, health, and lifestyle entrepreneur, I will share with you stories of triumph, struggle, optimism, and empowerment in all aspects of fitness and health from myself and many guests who have overcome the same obstacles you are working through today. Let's dive into today's topic and get you some actionable steps to apply to your journey. Hello everyone, good day, welcome back to the show. My name is Danny. I am your host and I am your resource for fitness, food, and travel. And today, I'm super pumped to be talking about caffeine because this is a part of my daily life, even though I'm trying to lessen it. So I imagine if you are listening here today, you probably like caffeine in your life too. If any of you know me, you know I'm on team Starbucks, I'm on team local coffee, I'm on team give me the caffeine. So this is always interesting for me and I'm gonna share with you guys some information after we go through the the main content here that's related to helping me decrease my caffeine intake and the benefits I've seen from that. So stay tuned to the end and stay tuned to the end to listen to some announcements for the month of April, like kind of summarizing April and looking into May. So here we go. Today I am going over an overview of an article. So there is an online magazine that I've subscribed to that's called MASS, M-A-S-S. So it's Monthly Application of Strength Sport. And what these guys do who put it out every month is they go through and they take research that's related to Um, programming and nutrition and biomechanics, muscle physiology, recovery, injury prevention, sports physiology, all that kind of stuff. And they review articles off of PubMed and a bunch of other validated resources and put them into more tangible, understandable terminology for those of us who kind of feel like reading through a research article is like looking at a foreign language. So I really appreciate that they take the time to do that for us. And even so, some of this information is still over my head. So I'm hoping to find that the article's here and take some that I find really important and that I can apply to my life and then break those down even further for you listening at home. So today, the article that I have reviewed and I wanna share with you was written by Greg Knuckles and it's called, Is Caffeine Still Ergogenic After Repeated Use? And for those of you who aren't familiar, and I looked this up too, er, the word ergogenic means it's something that's intended to enhance physical performance, stamina, or recovery. So AKA 
caffeine? Is it going to enhance your physical performance, your stamina, or your recovery time? Now, Greg Knuckles did, he reviewed a study called Time Course of Tolerance to the Performance Benefits of Caffeine. So basically, this study reviewed whether or not participants in this study had a tolerance to caffeine. Was their performance still as high at the end of this review as it was at the beginning, whether or not these participants were taking the same amount of caffeine every day? The study included subjects for 20 days at a time taking three milligrams per kilogram of caffeine or a placebo, meaning a harmless pill or a medicine or procedure prescribed more for the psychological benefit to the patient than for a physiological effect. So essentially there are two groups of people for 20 days at a time taking either three milligrams per kilogram of body weight of caffeine or placebo. So they didn't know which one they were getting. There was a washout period and then they flipped sides and they either took caffeine or they didn't and repeated the same exact testing every day for another 20-day period to get these results. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the math, and I had to do this again for myself too, so don't feel bad if you just don't understand it right off the top of your head. Approximately three milligrams per kilogram of body weight or body mass in caffeine. I weigh about 125 pounds. That is about 56.7 kilograms. So three milligrams per one kilogram. For me, that would be about 170 milligrams of caffeine per day. So trying to think that maybe about three to four cups of coffee. I think they mentioned it's about five cups of coffee for a lot of the participants in this study. If you're drinking a monster, it's probably equivalent of a monster every day, maybe a little bit less. If you're drinking like a bang energy drink, those are 300 milligrams of caffeine. So that would be a little bit more. So I'd say this is a pretty average amount of caffeine for most people. Again, my body weight, 125 pounds, 170. I would have received 170 milligrams of caffeine per day. So that's just if you want to figure out how much you would have received per day and how much some of these participants were receiving per day. I like that amount of caffeine. That's not so bad. Is it easy for me to drink double that? Oh, yeah. And again, we're trying to cut back on that. But the bottom line here in this study was that after the 20 days, for those people who were taking the caffeine, the same amount of caffeine every day, performing the same physical testing every day, their tolerance did increase. So they didn't receive as much of a benefit as time went on while drinking this caffeine every day and doing the same physical exertion every single day. That's really the biggest takeaway I found from here. And what their research questions were that they were trying to kind of investigate and find out that I feel like they did a good job with. There, well, they said there was two purposes for this study. A, to investigate whether progressive caffeine tolerance mitigates the ergogenic boost that caffeine-naive people experience when consuming pre-exercise caffeine, and B, to describe the time course of caffeine tolerance on both aerobic and anaerobic performance. So there are two different types of performance that they did here, but that's really not relevant to today's discussion. Then the research questions they had were, do people get a smaller 
ergogenic boost from caffeine after they've built up a tolerance to it. And then number two, what is the time course of developing caffeine tolerance? So you can see the purpose then created those two questions. So they're trying to figure out whether people, if people don't know that they're having caffeine, so they're trying to take the psychological piece out of it, will they have less of an effect day after day after day from the same amount of caffeine if their workout is the same? And then how, like what type of ergogenic effect or caffeine tolerance is there over a specific period of time? And the hypothesis was that researchers will hypothesize that caffeine would be ergogenic for caffeine-naive subjects, but that the beneficial effects on performance would progressively decrease over time. And that's my understanding of exactly what they found essentially over time. There was not as much of a benefit, whether they those participants in the study thought they were intaking the caffeine or the placebo, there was just not as much of a boost in energy and a positive effect from taking that caffeine over the 20 day period. So when that can be applied to your life, they are talking strictly in performance at the gym and how you should maybe consider your caffeine intake daily and weekly around your workouts. I think you can apply this to your daily life, whether you are a fitness guru and you want to be in the gym five or six days a week or not. You know, maybe you just drink it first thing in the morning to like get you up and out of bed and going and make sure that you have some energy to start your work day. Are you struggling with finding the time to make or buy healthy meals for yourself and your family? Trust me, I get it. I am swamped with running back and forth across town during the day, going client to client and not having a second to myself until I get home at night. And honestly, by the time I get home, I do not want to plan a meal or go out to the store for ingredients and then come home and make dinner for myself and my husband. This is why I order healthy organic meals from Caspiana Catering every week. So each week, Jessica Comages and her team put together a beautiful menu of super nutrition meals that include things like vegan entrees, seafood entrees, rainbow veggie spiral salads, protein breakfast porridge, nourishing glow bowls, and then my favorite, the super seed chocolate almond butter raw bar. I know, it sounds amazing. It is. <laughs> These meals are packed with organic foods and micronutrients that will fuel your day, but without the guilt, I promise. Now, if you're interested in saving some time and boosting your health, then head on over to caspianacatering.com and use the code DANNY15, D-A-N-Y-E-1-5, to save 15% on your first order. Side note, these meals are only available in Shreveport, Bossier, Louisiana, and you must get your orders in by Saturday for Monday pickup or delivery. I can't wait to see what you get, and I hope you enjoy. Are you a Disney fan, but you're kind of stressing a little bit because there is so much to do before you go, you don't even know how you're gonna handle it all, and you're just already thinking about how much you're gonna accidentally indulge on all of those magical goodies and then come home and have to probably diet? Come on, I know you don't want that. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for anyone. Not my friends, not my family, not my clients. Nobody needs that. And I figured out the right way to plan your Disney vacation to include just enough health and fitness to make sure that you come home without feeling guilty about the magical vacation you had and feeling like you need to diet. 
my brand new healthy Disney ebook is now available on Amazon in Kindle or ebook format as well as paper book paperback format. So I'm really excited to share that with you. It'll be available in audio version as well soon, but I do highly recommend the paperback version. It's really quite like a workbook. There's a ton of activities in there that really take you through mindset and figuring out how to handle objections and talking to the rest of the people that are going on vacation with you and figuring out your workout strategy and how to have some of the fun magical foods, but then make sure you get some of the healthy stuff in there too. So if you're interested, head on over over to Amazon or there will be a link in the show notes below and just type in Healthy Disney and you'll see a picture of me flexing next to Pluto. So click on that ebook. All right. I hope you enjoy it and I can't wait to hear what you think. Essentially, if you have the same amount of caffeine every day, you should not expect to receive the same energizing benefits or ergogenic benefits every single day from drinking the same exact amount of caffeine. It's just not gonna produce you the same exact result in the long run. So their suggestion was take caffeine on your workout days or your hardest workout days and then back off of it on your non-workout days. Maybe for you that means if you usually drink 200 milligrams of caffeine every day before you go into the gym or before work, maybe on your off work days or your off days from workouts, bring it down to 50 milligrams or 100 milligrams, or maybe see on weekends if you can reduce the amount of caffeine, maybe not to none cold turkey because you're gonna have those withdrawal symptoms and you're gonna get those headaches and it's just really not pleasant, but find a way to where you're still getting a little bit of that kick, but not so much that you're then not going to receive benefits from the increased dosage on your workout days. I have, gosh, I'm telling y'all, caffeine's been such a huge part of my life. It's a little crazy. And I, I was kind of, quote unquote, raised on Starbucks. You know, I started off with drinking Frappuccinos and now I really enjoy my almond milk lattes and extra shots here and there. And then, I mean, I have my own little verissimo espresso machine at home we have chocolates that are caffeinated in the house <laughs> i mean it was really getting to a point for me at probably within the past year well past couple years where i was obsessed with caffeine i mean i just felt like i couldn't function without it if i had a spare 20 or 30 minutes in between clients i was running to a coffee shop it was almost habit that I would say, oh my gosh, I have 20 minutes, I need more caffeine. I need to pick me up, I need this. I mean, realistically, probably looking back, if this had ever been documented, that would have been some cool data to take a look at. I was probably getting somewhere between three and 600 milligrams of caffeine per day. And I was never taking an off day from caffeine, even on the weekends, it was a ridiculous amount. And the more I took in, the more stressed out I got, the more anxious I felt, the more I thought, oh my gosh, something's missing, I'm tired, I need more, I need something more. And what I wanted to transition into is that I have put a focus recently on decreasing my caffeine intake, and I have to say that I have been successful in that. And one of the reasons for my success in that is that I started to create a habit where I introduced something different into my regimen that gave me energy that wasn't caffeine. So I was still getting an energy boost, but it wasn't a jittery caffeinated energy boost. And what that was, 
and this is not the only thing I've done, but what that product was is called Prove It Ketones. If you follow my Instagram, and that's at Healthy Disney, if you have any curiosity in doing so, you will know that I did announce that this past weekend I became an independent promoter for Prove It Ketones. And I'm not going to go into a ton of detail about it here, but what I found through taking those and they have caffeinated and uncaffeinated ones. What I found through taking the uncaffeinated one, look, I was really against it. I was like, oh, these ketones are for people that are trying to optimize their ketogenic lifestyle diet, and that's not me. I don't do that. I like my carbs. Like, it's not for me. But you know what? I got this free packet. I'm going to try it, whatever. And so I took this uncaffeinated Prove-It ketone packet, and I was walking on the treadmill, and I felt like I was out of this world. I'm telling you guys, I'm still like thinking back to that moment. I mean, it was in the afternoon. It was probably like 2 or 3 p.m. and I hadn't wanted to take any caffeine. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to try it. Like, what do I have to lose? And it was this crazy energy. I mean, like a very kind of a mental clarity type of energy where I almost felt like I was walking on a cloud a little bit. It was really cool. And I've kind of been hooked since then. I've been taking these off and on whenever I could get my hands on the packets for a couple of months now. And I've found that I have not been drawn to the need for as much caffeine, which has been quite a relief and quite a money saver, I might add. Y'all, I was probably spending like up to $20 a day, a day at Starbucks or a coffee shop. And maybe that was a combination of caffeinated beverages and snacks. But still, I was probably drinking you know, energy drinks and coffee and I don't know, whatever else I was doing. It was just too much, too much. So it's just been cool that I found something that has helped me to lessen my caffeine intake and my need and desire for a ridiculous amount of caffeine. It's just been kind of freeing, if you can imagine that. Anyway, that's what I wanted to mention has been a big game changer for me as I found something that is helping me to decrease my caffeine on a daily basis, meaning that when I do want to intake a little bit more caffeine, I'm gonna get a better effect from it, that better ergogenic effect because I haven't taken a high amount consistently every single day before I wanted that higher amount to take effect. So I hope this all makes sense for you guys. If you have any questions about the caffeine article that I just reviewed that was a review of the article off of PubMed. I'm going to link the mass subscription information in the show notes below. I will also link the Prove It Ketone information, like some basic videos if you're curious to learn more. Um, It's not something you can buy in a store. You do have to get it through their website or through an independent promoter. So I will put my website on there if you want to just take a look at it and see if that's something that you want to try. If if you've been through a crazy amount of caffeine intake and you are just searching for something that could help you decrease that caffeine intake without negative side effects, this might be the right thing for you. I don't know. I'm not you. You're going to have to make that decision, but it's been a game changer for me, and I can't not share that with you if I know what it's done for me. So I just wanted to share that with you. If you want to shoot me an email, if you have questions about this, it's going to be danny, D-A-N-Y-E, at the diet doc, T-H-E-D-I-E-T, 
doc.com. I will link my email in the show notes below as well. And then for those of you who love health, fitness, and wellness or fitness, food, and travel, all the things I talk about here, but you also have a crazy love for Disney like me, you may recall that I used to do a lot of Disney-themed episodes on the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. Well, Last month, I decided to start my second podcast start, and it's called the Healthy Disney Podcast. So if you love fitness, food, and travel, and you want to listen to Disney-themed episodes specifically, I'm going to invite you right now to pop on over to the Healthy Disney Podcast. There are five episodes up currently, and those episodes are being released on Wednesdays. So right now, we've got an introductory Welcome to the Healthy Disney Podcast episode. We have the episode with my mom where we kind of go through our Disney family history and how my love for Disney got started. I did a review or an overview of Disney's new plant-based dining guide over at Magic Kingdom. Episode four is an interview with Larry Wilnowski all about finding allergy-friendly food options at Disney. And then episode five was an interview with two ladies, Amy and Julie, from the Disney food podcast called One Little Spice. They are both culinary experts, and it was really fun to listen to their point of view of the restaurants and meals and everything at Disney from their culinary background. So if you want to check those out, again, the link will be in the show notes below. And other than that, I will be continuing on with the financial fitness episodes every single month. This month, April has been a very interesting month, just like February, March, or yeah, February, March, and April. They've all been interesting months. So you'll be interested to see kind of the changes that are happening for me in order to pay off my $10,000 in credit card debt. I won't lie to you guys, February, March, and April have been really, really rough, (laughs) but um, really great learning experiences. So that episode will be aired probably, so not, I have an interview episode for next Monday, so it'll be the Monday after. So remember, you're getting these financial fitness episodes every once a month so that you can kind of keep up with my journey on how I'm paying off credit card debt and like learning how to manage and budget my money better and grow my money mindset. So if that's for you, make sure you stay tuned for that. And let's see, what else am I missing? I feel like that's about it. I have a really exciting interview for you guys. Next Monday, I have a really exciting episode for you and it will be um, an interview with my friend Julie and she is going to share with y'all something that I do not normally share because it's not my area of expertise. She is going to share with you quick and easy steps for meal prep, getting in and out of your kitchen quickly and making sure that that fits your lifestyle. So since I do a lot of meal prep company work and I do a lot of eating out and a lot of travel on the go kind of eating, it's a really cool perspective to offer you. So I'm excited for you guys to listen to her and take these quick and easy action steps that she's providing in this interview. So I can't wait for y'all to hear that. So make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast. You can listen to it on Anchor, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, Outcast, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud, um, so many places. All those links are in the description or in the show notes as well. I have a quick listener interaction question for you since you've listened to this whole podcast now. I want to know... 
how much caffeine are you taking in on your workout days versus your non-workout days? And do you notice a difference in your energy levels on those days? So let me know. I want to hear this answer over on Instagram. So go find me at Healthy Disney and comment underneath the post for this podcast. Going along with Instagram, I want to thank everybody who participated in my 3,000 follower giveaway. Um, I want to just shout out everybody who entered real quick and give a an exciting thank you to the winner. So we had entries from at Running Like a Princess, at Is a Mommy of Three, at Mrs. Katie Robinson, uh, let's see, at Kathleen.k17, at Paleo Disney, at Meg underscore Hask, at Sovine Party of Five, who was our winner. Congratulations. Let's see, who else did we have? Sovine Party of Five, it, it, this was a random, a random winner pick, but she put in like 18 entries. I mean, she was she was pushing for it. <laughs> Um, let's see, at Dina Ann 82 Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who entered there. This was a lot of fun, and I'm just loving that I get to interact with more of you over on Instagram. So if y'all love Instagram and you want to hang out with me, that's where I hang out outside of this podcast. Um, so hang out with me over there, and I can't wait to hear your answers all about caffeine. I'm going to leave y'all with that today. Happy Monday. Have a wonderful week. I hope you enjoyed this episode and it helped to give you a little bit of knowledge on how you can approach your caffeine intake for an optimal life. Until next week, have an amazing day and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye everyone. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and listening to the fitness empowerment podcast if you felt empowered to make a change in your life and take the next step on your health and fitness journey then please do me a favor and take a moment to share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message this podcast is available via itunes soundcloud and anchor which shares to a multitude of other platforms so make sure you check out the platform that you enjoy most and if you really truly do enjoy this content then please do me another favor and go over to itunes give this podcast a five-star rating and an honest review and that will truly help the podcast to grow and reach as many people as possible so thank you in advance for that also, if you know of someone, perhaps a friend or family member that has been through a huge struggle in their fitness and health journey and they have overcome that struggle, please pass them on to me. I would love to hear about their journey and share it with the rest of the world. Until next time, cheers to your next leap of strength.